Welcome, everyone, to the Allegheny's Ahead podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Imhoff. Today, we're here with a group of interns from the Community Foundation for the Alleghenies. Uh, our interns are from Bedford, Cambria, and Somerset counties. Uh, the Community Foundation is just a, a wonderful organization that provides funding uh, to a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing really inspiring things in our community. So we're going to hear a lot about uh, those initiatives from our interns and the, the programs that the interns are involved with. Uh, but I wanted to get started by introducing Keisha Ball. Keisha is the program or communication officer, sorry, communication officer with the foundation. And Keisha, I thought you could start things off by telling us a little bit about the foundation, the mission of, of the foundation, what the foundation accomplishes throughout our region. Yeah, the community foundation serves communities in Cambria, Bedford, Somerset, and Indiana counties. And as you said, um, we do help support grassroots organizations. Unlike a lot of other community foundations, we have partnership funds. Um, so we serve as the nonprofit umbrella and make a lot of the walks, fundraisers, um, smaller groups able to function as nonprofits. So we love supporting the grassroots efforts. Um, we also help people design a legacy through our endowment funds, which means they can choose a cause that they care about um, and support it forever, which is why we talk about the community foundation as benefiting your community um, every day forever, so. So the way I understand it, that the foundation's really kind of a conduit between people who want to donate to a specific cause, let's say recreation or public mm -hmm. health, and then so they go to the foundation, they say, I want my funding to go towards these initiatives, and then you guys kind of hold that until you find an initiative that fits with the goals of the, the particular donor, is that? Yeah, right? we can tailor it to what they want and need. We literally help them design a legacy. Um, so that's one of the things that we're proud of. But also the grassroots efforts, we make things possible that otherwise wouldn't be, they wouldn't be able to function. Um, and I was so looking on the website, there's like $6 million that you guys give out every year? In our fall and spring grants, mm -hmm. yeah. Give us an example of a, or a couple examples of projects that get funded through that initiative. Through the fall and spring grants? Sure. Um, all kinds of things that have to do with community. Um, as far as we were talking about the grassroots efforts, um, the Walk of Hope in Johnstown is a great example. Uh, that That is a fundraiser that started out um, through a national organization and they, they pulled out, they said it wasn't making enough money. And locally, the organizer said, no, this has to happen, this is really important. And um, so came to us and we were able to provide the nonprofit umbrella, the support to make it happen. And now it's more successful than it's ever been. It's bringing in close to $60,000 a year. It's brought the community together. So those are the kind of stories we're proud of and love to see and support. That's great, that's great. So uh, another program that the foundation has uh, is the Youth Philanthropy Initiative. Uh, and so that's what these folks are all here uh, today to talk about. And um, I first encountered the, the initiative last year when uh, several of the interns came to talk about the Allegheny's Ahead plan as it was kind of unfolding. So uh, Maggie and Jonathan, you guys got to hear kind of when we were uh, knee deep in the planning process and um, working with community stakeholders to plan and uh, prioritize uh, goals for the future for the area. And now, you know, year later, a lot of those initiatives are underway. So um, it's great to have you guys back and it's great to have our, our new set of, of interns here. So. Uh, just to begin, why don't you guys just introduce yourselves, uh, give us your name, and uh, where you're from. 
what high school you go to or college. Let's start with you, John. Uh, my name is Jonathan Guetta. I just finished my first year at Robert Morris University studying marketing management and finance. And I'm Maggie Blaisdell, and I just finished my first year at RIT studying graphic design. Uh, I'm Quinn Spangler. I went to Forest Hills, and I'll be going to Syracuse to study sport analytics. I'm Reagan Hajar. I went to Central Cambria, and I'm going to Worcester Polytechnic to study industrial engineering. I'm Jenna Stofko, and I graduated from Bishop McCourt, and I'm going to St. Francis to study nursing. I'm Sophie Hochfeld. I graduated from Westmont Hilltop, and I'll be attending Temple University to study economics. I'm Rebecca Johnson. I graduated from Rockwood, and I'll be attending the University of Pittsburgh to study neuroscience pre-med. And I'm Brendan Beeney. I graduated from Greater Johnstown, and I'll be going to Duquesne in the fall for marketing and corporate communications. Great. So uh, tell us a little bit about the initiative, the program you guys are involved with. Um, Jonathan, why don't you start just from the perspective of the, the senior intern as somebody who participated in the program and, and coming back this year? Uh, so the program, we basically have three big projects throughout the summer. It's a seven-week program through the Community Foundation, and one of the biggest projects is our $50,000 grant. So we have two teams of five led by a senior intern on each team, and we each get $25,000 to fund a need within the community. So we spend the first two and a half weeks uh, meeting with community leaders and different grassroots efforts and all these different people throughout our region, and we discuss with our team members what is the biggest need that we want to fund within our community to make an impact. So we each have $25,000 for that, and we get to have our request for a proposal. We draft that, and then or local nonprofit organizations apply to it, and then we ultimately choose one, and we will end up funding one or multiple organizations for our $25,000 for each team. We also have a radio documentary project, and that is with Saturday Light Brigade in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. uh, we have been gathering a lot of uh, data and information from different interviewees. Uh, each team, we have four teams of two each with the interns, and they want to, we give them free range. We say, what do you want to have a documentary about? What do you want to shed light on? What do you want to talk about? Whether it's in the region or something that's really compassionate and something that you're really passionate about. So they each have their own topic and they interview local people or people that they feel would be worth interviewing for their documentary. And then we spend four days working with SLB and we have our radio documentary. And we also have a marketing project which helps to market the Community Foundation for the Alleghenies into the region and also our youth philanthropy internship to let people know what we're doing, why we're doing what we're doing, and just letting people know for next year so we can have more of a pull of applicants and a greater draw of interest for this internship in the region. And you're doing all this in seven weeks? Or yes, okay. it's a lot of work in seven weeks and especially coming back from being here for last year and then also coming back this year, it's so worthwhile and exhilarating seeing all of the impact that we can give just in seven weeks. Mm -hmm. And just imagining what CFA is doing in 52 weeks, mm -hmm. it's crazy how we can do have this much impact in seven. And I, it's just an amazing thing and an amazing opportunity. So Maggie, what made you want to come back and do this again this year? Um, last year, I would say I had a really great experience, but it almost felt like I was kind of blindly walking through the whole, like the whole time. I just felt like I was just doing things that they were telling me to do. And at the end, I was kind of like, wow, I did that. Like, I can't believe I actually, you know, awarded $25,000 with my team and worked together to develop an RFP, which I had never heard of before. And I was doing all these things and I created a radio documentary. So all of that, just the thought that I could do that 
And then I really wanted to come back so that I know what I'm doing now, so that I'm not walking blindly. I can really absorb every little aspect of it. And that's why I wanted to do it again, was so that I could kind of relive it in a way where I'm more aware of what's going on. And so I could also help interns um, this year kind of experience again what I experienced, that like exhilaration of, wow, I can really help the community. That's great. So from our, our first year interns, what made you guys want to get involved with this? Anyone? You can go down the line or just chime in. <laughs> so um, I was really involved with my high school and my service organization. Um, and especially through my senior year of high school. And it really, um, I realized that I need to be doing something within the community and have to, to feel important. Um, so, <laughs> and feel like I'm actually making a difference. Um, and I actually learned about the internship from a friend that is, we know through my community service organization. And so I applied and I really learned more about the community foundation and what they're all about. Um, and I just feel like I'm actually making a difference and try doing my best to make the community better. Um, mine's kind of similar to his. I was interested in the community service aspect of the internship and the fact that you were getting paid to do community service, which is not very, that doesn't happen very much. So that's what initially drew me to the internship. Um, I'm originally uh, a Girl Scout, so I've been a Girl Scout for a very long time in my life. So community service and uh, community involvement has been really important to me. So um, as my senior year kind of winded down and I was thinking about what I should do for the summer before I went away to school, I really wanted to continue to make an impact on my community because that's what I've been doing basically my whole life is impacting the community. So I heard about the internship actually on my school announcements and I did some research about the community foundation and what this program entailed and um, I wrote my essay questions and I did my interview and I was very fortunate to be accepted into the program. And I've just really enjoyed so far learning, meeting all these great people from all around the area and also learning a lot about the community and so many aspects. There's so many things I've learned so far that I had no idea were right in our region. Awesome. Um, I decided to apply because I was really interested in like community because I've always been into doing a lot of community service and I like to meet new people and I was thinking this would be a way to meet new people before I have to go to college and meet a lot more new people. So it would be a good start. <laughs> people. So. Um, I applied for this internship just to mainly learn about our community and what it takes for all the community members to come together to actually make things happen. Um, I was really interested in Vision 2025 so being able to like work with the Community Foundation and see their role in all this planning that's happening in Johnstown and the Tri-County area was extremely intriguing to me so being able to have this internship and just learn about all the moving parts was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but uh, just how everyone else said, the community service aspect's really a big draw for all of us. But um, I think as a group, when we got, we were all awarded this internship, we didn't realize uh, the additional things that we could do with it. Uh, we do a lot of marketing with Keisha, which uh, you don't really realize uh, right off the bat, but it's a really important part of this. And uh, it's, I enjoy it. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I really enjoy doing that stuff. And it's just really interesting to see all the behind the scenes stuff that goes into running a, a community foundation. So Keisha, how are, how are these guys selected? Is there an application process they go through if 
you know, if we have a high school sophomore or junior who's watching or listening, how might they get involved uh, if, it, if this sounds like something they might be interested in? It is a competitive process, um, and you can apply online at our website, which is cfalleghenies.org. Um, and you can keep an eye out for the marketing project that these guys have done where they will be explaining um, how the process works, uh, what they've gotten out of it. They've written things like letters to the editor, they've created social media posts, so they'll be telling their peers and the year behind them um, how valuable this is and what they get out of it. <clears throat> but it is, like I said, competitive process. You go to the website and submit an application. So I want to pick your brains for a little bit, and you probably heard about this when you came to our office. All, all of the interns have been to our office to, to talk about the Allegheny's Ahead plan, so they've all heard a little bit about uh, you know, what went into the plan and the priorities in the plan. Um, and, and one of the, the topics that always comes up is you know, this region's losing population, right? And, and so one of the, the topics that comes up in that conversation is high school, college students leaving the region uh, and they don't come back. And, and you all are the, the people who we want to come back. So uh, I wanted to ask you some questions on, um, you know, once you've gone away to college and, and most of you are going away a, a significant distance, you know, when you go away to college, do you, see your, do you see yourself coming back to the Southern Alleghenies region to live and work? I think eventually I could see myself coming back. I'm, um, something we heard a lot throughout this internship was that the Alleghenies have a really high quality of life and your dollar really does go far here, unlike a lot of cities. So I think maybe when I'm a little bit older and have a family. Mm -hmm. um, I'm someone who said uh, never say never, um, but at this point in my life, um, I'm moving to Philadelphia in about a month. Um, the career path I see myself going on, um, I just struggle sometimes to see how I could live in a community like this, just because this is a very small, very close-knit area, but um, a lot of jobs nowadays are really going into the global aspect. You have to be constantly connected with the entire world to stay ahead. So I think some of the things that maybe I struggle with, and I think maybe some other of my peers may struggle with is when you come back to the Southern Alleghenies region, when we have, we have a lovely quality of life, we have great resources here. I think the hard thing is, is people feel disconnected to the global world, which is something that kind of keeps people from coming back. They need to stay connected to stay ahead in their fields or in their jobs. So I think that's just kind of where I feel like I struggle and I feel like a lot of other people struggle too. So what's your career field? Uh, I'm going into economics. Okay. So okay. that's very much a little bit of a um, global, uh, national sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point in terms of you know available professions here. So yeah, that's uh, that's definitely something we struggle with. But I'm sure UPJ can use economic professors. Yeah. <laughs> so so could Mount Aloysius and uh, our other institutions of higher learning. So um, anybody else have any or or maybe why you don't see yourself coming back here? You can be you can be completely honest. That's okay. That's that's the norm. The norm is uh, people like you go to college and then. You know they they don't come back, um, but we're trying to to get people back by by hearing uh, directly from you and hearing your voices and being able to respond. Keisha uh, and and you may be able to talk a little bit about some of the things that you were surprised by that you didn't know were in your own backyard. Um, 
you know, when you talk about quality of life, we have, we're connected to hundreds of miles of beautiful trails here. Um, you guys did Outdoor Odyssey, right? What was that day like for you guys? Adventurous. <laughs> it was a lot of like facing your fears. Yeah. So where did you go? What did you do? We went to Outdoor Odyssey and they, it started out as like team building exercises. And as we went on, I didn't know there was a high ropes course and I am very afraid of heights. <laughs> so we had to, we were like strapped in, harnessed in, yeah, harnessed in, we were harnessed in. So it was completely safe, but I still had a very hard time trying to get across like the obstacles. And Reagan was my partner. I had bruises on my arms the next day yeah. from her holding on to me. So <laughs> I was shaking. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I think I definitely learned. I don't think I'm going skydiving anytime soon. <laughs> so, I mean, it just it's helped us. I think that started off our like project of like coming together and like facing our fears. Because I don't think I would have been able to do the high ropes course if I didn't have the whole team of interns trying to push me along and I think this whole internship has been us like pushing each other's boundaries to like make us like express ourselves more and like go out of our comfort zone. Something I found interesting about this region is we talk a lot with entrepreneurs so I had never really I don't want to say I never thought about it but like starting my own business because as a graphic designer I can do freelance work I can create my own graphic design firm um, so probably right out of school I don't think I'd be able to do that so I probably wouldn't live here because I don't know of many design jobs that I personally would want to get involved with that, that I know of. Uh, but I do see myself maybe coming back in the future and starting my own business here, which I think, um, depending on what your profession is, would be a really great thing for a lot of people to do, is to bring those professions here by starting them themselves. Right. So that's kind of what I see maybe if I come back, that's what I'll be doing is starting my own business. Awesome, awesome. Anyone else want to chime in about? Um, well. Jenna and I's um, SLB documentary is actually about investigating the youth and why they want to leave and their perception and we just want to pinpoint where it starts. So we actually interviewed um, younger kids at Bottle Works and they were around like 9 or 10 years old and we just asked them a simple question like if you lived in Johnstown when you graduated college or high school or if just if you lived here in 10 years what, what's your reaction? And all of the kids are like, yes, I want to live here. And they gave really intelligent answers. They're like, we have a great sense of community. We are very hardworking people. It's great here. We have trails and just everything. And I was like, awesome. Then we went up to UPJ and interviewed a few students there. And we're like, what's your initial reaction? And they're like, oh, no, we don't want to live here. We want to, we want to move away. We want to move away. And we're like, why? They're like, because there's so much, many more opportunities. And just you can like learn a lot more things. And we're like, okay, well, do you know the opportunities here? Because I know for like, I think most of us, we didn't know what was in Johnstown. And that's like right in our backyard. And we didn't know about the job opportunities or the trails or just things we can do on the weekends. And so I think if a lot of other youth get the almost the experience we had or the information that we now have, I think it would be more like valuable. Like, oh yeah, I do want to stay in Johnstown. I do want to stay in my area because I have so much here around me, but we just don't know about it. So when does your documentary air, or how can we find it? Um, well, we'll be putting it together next Thursday, and we'll have a release party. So that's Great. exciting, yeah. Okay. And then it will be on a website. Uh, yes, if you go so to neighborhoodvoices.org, yeah. <laughs> or if you, neighborhoodvoices.org, or if you just Google, like, the, uh, what is Inclined it? Inclined to Care. Inclined to Care. Okay. Lifting the Alleghenies to New Heights. 
that's where you can find our SLB radio documentaries okay. and from years past as yeah, well. That sounds really cool. Yeah, you know, one of the, the points of emphasis coming out of Allegheny's Ahead and several other initiatives has been recreation and a greater yeah. emphasis on recreation. You know, we have all these beautiful landscapes and trails and rivers and um, there's a lot of great opportunity out there. So, you know, community stakeholders, you know, I'd say just in the past five or 10 years have really bought into and really started pushing uh, the outdoors. Is, is so. I'm guessing you would think that's something that um, that has a positive impact. That's something yeah. that, that definitely helps when we're talking about attracting younger people back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of the trails and recreation is something that kind of makes the area unique. Like um, I live, I, as you know, I live in Westmont and there's a trail on Yoder Hill that like goes by the incline. I had no idea there was a trail on Yoder Hill. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I could have done so much walking instead of like, but I think part of the, um, something that we can improve on as a whole region is really marketing our um, assets. I feel like a lot of times we, um, when people, you know, when you Google Johnstown, Pennsylvania, you see port city in Pennsylvania, you see uh, drug epidemic, you see that, you see kind of the negative aspects of the area and everywhere in the world has negative aspects. There's not, uh, every place is rainbow and sunshine. So I think what we really need to do as an area to maybe attract people and keep people here or, um, bring, even bring new people into the region. It's just kind of, we really need to start marketing our assets a lot more. I think that's something that we haven't really done in the past and I definitely see people starting to do that now. And I think that'll really um, kind of bring the region into a whole new like aspect of its life, sort of. But Joe, we were talking about with the trails and um, my team, is, our RFP is focused, is whole person, whole community, um, which is all about wellness, not just the physical wellness, um, but the wellness of the entire person. So I think that that kind of is a big focus of that we should be focusing on, and that's something that our team is supporting with our RFP, is supporting the wellness of the community. Well, let's transition, that's a, a good segue. Let's transition into your, um, I guess, uh, what's is there a name for your uh, grant programs within your the the fifty thousand dollars that you guys have? Is that yeah? Each team has our own like RFP, our logo, or our brand for it. And so I I was looking on the website, and one of the um, there's two areas of emphasis. One is repurposing community assets, and then promoting wellness. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, tell us a little bit first about the promoting wellness piece. So when we did our community visits and talked to community and nonprofit leaders, we basically, we found that there was two gaps in our community. And one was that we don't have enough physical and mental wellness. Um, it's not really something that's promoted in this area. And we found statistically, um, there's less access to physical activities. Um, we have a higher obesity rate, a higher diabetes rate than almost every county in Pennsylvania. And so we wanted to support that. And that was something that was kind of easy statistically to look at. But also we found that people weren't connecting together, especially adults. Um, kids have after school activities. I mean, I played sports, most of the people here did, where they were involved in theater or clubs, but adults really don't have that, especially when they don't have children. So we really wanted to bring together adults while supporting their physical and mental wellness which then transitions to the entire community, which goes with what Regan and Jenna's um, piece is about. When does that start? It's not just children don't just get those ideas um, about uh, the area. It has to come from somewhere. So I think that that's what we're targeting is that adult 
um, perspective, which will then pass on to the future generations. Yeah. So what are you doing to solicit proposals for your funding? Well, we just recently released our RFPs at Flood City, and at that event, we had community members come in to learn about it, and then we also had um, multiple news stations and newspapers that wrote about it just to get it out to the general public so we can reach any nonprofit. And then also, um, through the people that we've met, we just try to spread the word that way, just like, hey, I don't know if you know anyone or you yourself would be interested. And so we're spreading the word that way through social media. And then on the Community Foundation website and Facebook page, we also provided links for people just to like look at our ideas and look at our RFPs to see if they know anyone that's interested or if they're interested in themselves. So, so if somebody finds your program, they then can apply. So what's the rest of the process? So basically the process kind of works. Um, they find the link to our RFP and they read through it and kind of see what we saw as a gap and what our mission is through our program. Um, they um, have to make sure they fulfill the designations. We only um, accept um, 501c3 nonprofits, government entities, and religious organizations. So you have to fulfill a few requirements. Um, then they will answer some questions for us and um, release some financial documents and different things to see the health of their organization. Um, and then as our two teams will go in and we'll review all the applications with some due diligence processes. And um, at the end, we can either award to one organization or multiple organizations, um, no more, totally more, no more than $25,000. And we just kind of see what organizations we think will really um, fulfill the need that we saw. So then the, the other area of emphasis is repurposing community assets. Tell us a little bit about that piece. Uh, yeah, so when we were traveling around the Allegheny region, um, like you said, we have all these great mountains, we have all these trails, we have these rivers, we have these great natural resources, and our group kind of saw that they had a lot of untapped potential, um, and not, not just the uh, natural resources, but there's just abundant of just buildings and space, and there's all you can have all kinds of connections here in this region. and we don't feel that those are being used maybe their fullest potential. And so our grant is uh, focused towards getting those um, resources used to make this area a better place through whatever means that may come. Were there specific assets, buildings, landscapes that you encountered during your program that led to this? Um, so I'm in love with the theater downtown that was just uncovered through the hospital. Yeah. Um, the hospital took half of it over and that really like, I don't know, it just like hit me. I was like, no, it's like a historic theater. Nothing's built like that anymore. And I know we have a lot of those places down in Johnstown and all of the counties because we are like a very history based um, area and we have awesome historic buildings. And I think we finally realized that we can start maintaining them and we can use them and actually like use them for like the potential of them. I know the theater just started a program there where they have people come in on Friday nights to watch movies and they had sold out nights. And I think that's awesome that we're uncovering old places, old buildings, and either putting new businesses in to um, renovate the buildings or just reusing a theater and just bringing the community together. So I think that's where I know I started my interest, like thinking, okay, if we can repurpose an old theater, what else can we do downtown to just bring communities together? So Maggie, Jonathan, you guys were going through this process last year. Tell us about the projects you worked on and the outcomes and where they are now, a year later. 
Oh, okay. Uh, my grant last year was um, Forging Unity. So what we really wanted was to bridge the gap between communities. We felt like everyone was kind of working to better the community or um, just kind of help it out, but they were all doing it alone. And we thought that if people were united, if communities were united and everyone was on the same page, a lot more could get done than if everyone was just trying to, you know, do everything in their own way. Um, so we really wanted organizations to work together um, or communities to work together is what we were hoping to find. And there is an organization that we funded um, called um, Modern Musketeering. And Modern Musketeering is a group of organizations that work together in Somerset. Um, and they are actually fulfilling exactly what we, we wanted our grant to fulfill, which is organizations working together to better a community. So they're doing exactly that and pulling all of their resources instead of doing it alone um, to, again, better the community. And we also funded um, Johnstown block parties, and they host block parties to kind of help communities in Johnstown engage so that all of these communities, again, are on the same page and you know your neighbors and you know the surrounding areas. So my team last year, we were Arts for the Alleghenies, and we saw a gap in youth arts education. All of us really wanted to focus on the youth and funding something of a youth program that would help the youth enjoy the area, fall in love with the region, and want to stay here whenever they grow up. So we thought that funding a youth arts organization would be the best place to have that because our team members last year, we had a strong affinity for the arts. We all participated in it in some way or another. And we all, there's something with the arts and especially theater that there's a connection there that you can't really find in many other places through the blood, sweat, and tears and performing a show or working the lights, the sound. There's such a connection that you, you really can't find that. So we thought the best place would be a youth arts organization. So we ended up funding the Crescent Lake Playhouse. And whenever we thought of this RFP, we were thinking that we would fund a program that would uh, help engage the youth or an organization, something like that. And then whenever we had our applications roll in, Crescent Lake wanted to build a pavilion. So one of our biggest ideas for this was sustainability and what's more sustainable than a structure. So we decided to fund them because we stepped outside of our mind box and we thought rather than funding a program, we wanted to fund a structure to host the programs because they have summer theater programs with engaging the youth and they could have two groups that they're working with at once, one inside the barn, which is their performing area, and one outside that they're going to use as a performance area. They're going to host art galleries there, some youth art groups and programs in that. So just funding that as a whole is just really beneficial for our need and our what we wanted to fund with our $25,000. And going to see that this year, one year later, seeing it standing, seeing it put into use, that's the most amazing feeling. Say, seeing that structure whenever you pull on into the parking lot and saying, I helped fund that. I helped make a difference and I helped impact the youth arts in this region. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I'm sure your partners at the foundation are very proud of you and the, mm -hmm. the work you've accomplished. Um, what do you guys hope to see a year from now, whether it be in um, repurposing community assets or promoting wellness? What, what do you hope to see when you're, uh, when you're in these guys' shoes next year? I think um, our group really just wants to see a program or initiative or something that um, is helping our region be healthier, whether that's physically or mentally, and that it's bringing people together as a community while they're doing that.
Yeah, we really believe that the only way to have a healthy, happy, and thriving community is if your population is also healthy, happy, and thriving. So. Um, I think with our team, we don't know what to expect yet <laughs> because there is so much in our area that can be reused or repurposed or revitalized. And so we're just really trying to keep an open mind because we don't want to put something in a box and then ignore great potentials to fund. So I think right now we're just hoping that whatever it is, it's sustainable, it um, brings the community together, and it's really just making a difference overall. And Keisha, how are these projects funded? Is there a specific fund that's allocated towards these yeah, initiatives? It's um, made possible through the Heinz Endowments, and um, they have cohorts in Westmoreland County and also in Pittsburgh. They'll be meeting up with them actually this week to do a community service project and a summit together. So, okay. great. Um, I'm sure you had a lot of other ideas besides community wellness and, and repurposing community assets. What were what were some of the other things you you thought about working on? I think one of the other things we saw we mentioned it before is marketing, um, but we didn't really know how to do that. But uh, one of the things that we like saw, um, I didn't know about most of the things, nobody really knows about it. So I think, and a lot of the places that we visited said, we don't know how to market. We don't know, there's like a huge gap in just getting the word out there to different organizations, to people just across county lines. So I think that's one gap we saw that we wanted to do something with. I know there's an SLB document on it right now just to like highlight it, but um, we personally couldn't see how we could fund something like that, but just like keep it aware, just keep it in our minds so we can try to help the community in one way or another with that. It sounds like you're doing a lot of promotional and marketing activities <laughs> as it is. We're trying. Yeah. <laughs> and even if we can't fund something like that, sitting here right now, you just being here, we're not funding it, but we're helping promote the region. We're helping mm -hmm. give our insight because this internship gives, gives the youth in the region a voice that might not be given otherwise. And I think we are very strong advocates for this region after going through this internship and just helping to influence and empower other people within the region about the what we have here and why we love it here, seeing that through our 18 and 19 year old perspectives. And that's something that you don't have a chance to do elsewhere. So even if we're not giving $50,000 to marketing, sitting here right now is priceless. Absolutely. It was definitely really hard for us to pick one. Um, we had so many ideas. If you go back to our office, there's giant <laughs> post-it notes all over the walls with doodles and different ideas. Well, what, um, what else was there? Marketing? What, what else? We noticed a big gap in transportation. And especially, um, I'm from Rockwood, which really, it's really rural. And you have to have a car to get around. And especially the nonprofits. Um, a lot of times they're serving people that are poor and they can't afford a car. So it's it's difficult for people to seek services when there is no affordable transportation. Something we did as like a training is a poverty simulator. So we went through this um, program that kind of puts you in the place of someone in poverty. And again, going off the transportation, that was the biggest issue is that we had transportation tickets that were kind of like bus tickets or if you had a car, it was like gas. Um, but they kind of put into perspective how hard it is for somebody to get somewhere. Because if you want to you know, pick up your food stamps, you need to go get a car or you need um, all these different things. And you don't realize like I take a car for granted or if you don't have bus transportation or if you don't have that dollar for the bus that's really difficult. And I think that's something a lot of people in this area don't realize is especially since it's not 
um, like a city and you do need transportation to get places. You can't really walk 10 miles to go somewhere. You, you need a, a bus or something. And that is a major barrier to nonprofits trying to help people. And also to, you know, when we talk about young people being able to make it here and enjoy um, the quality of life, there are issues like housing that have to be tackled and that Allegheny's ahead has identified, you know, housing, transportation, um, things that make it possible for people just coming out of college to afford to live here. Yeah, I think that might be a little bit of a struggle also kind of going back to why people might not want to live here right after out of college um kind of in the 21st century we're almost living a little bit of a different lifestyle than we've ever had before people really love walking places they don't want to own a car they just want to ride a bike they don't so i think some of the things that we do struggle with in the region is that we are so rural that you do need some sort of like um everyone was saying like a car or a bus to get places and people don't want to have a car and they don't want to ride the bus they want to walk places so i think that's something that we struggle with as a region attracting young people who just want to live in a little apartment with a little dog and a little bike that's all they want <laughs> so it's hard to do that in a region like this where um yeah it's bus access and car access is definitely i would i, I think we all would say is a necessity but i do think a lot of our downtowns are starting to become more pedestrian friendly and and yeah. bike friendly too well, yeah, and it's interesting to hear you say that because one of the projects we're working on that came out of the plan is uh, we're doing a market rate housing study and strategy in downtown Johnstown uh, to try and provide some of those living experiences. So, you know, we recognize that, you know, there's a lot of folks who are especially under 40 who want to live downtown, who don't want a car, who want to be able to walk, use transit. Um, you know, they want to have that downtown living experience. And right now there's just not a lot of units like that. So even if you did want to come back to downtown Johnstown, there's not a whole lot of one bedroom, two bedroom market rate of apartments in the downtown area. Um, so we're, we're embarking on this study and strategy to try and facilitate the development of some of that housing to attract uh, folks who are looking for that downtown living experience. And also in downtown Altoona, there are a few years ahead of Johnstown where they did the study and strategy, and now they have units that have been developed and that are, you know, some of those older buildings uh, are being redeveloped with market rate housing uh, targeted towards this market and that downtown living experience. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think local local leaders are, are recognizing that, that, you know, not everybody wants to live on an acre lot in the suburbs. There's mm -hmm. a segment of people that want to live uh, downtown and we're trying to provide that experience. Good point. Oh, and these guys got to be, you know, talking about the downtown experience, um, they got to participate in Creator Square, which is the makerspace that will be opening downtown. Um, so they got to see some of that kind of momentum that's building down there with Gallery on Gazebo and Creator Square. And the bookstore owner there, Chameleon, is going to be open more hours than he has before because more people are coming downtown now. So it's it's yeah. an exciting time to be there. and. They got to be part of making some of that happen. Yeah, there you know there has there has to be people downtown too to support those businesses and that momentum. So that's mm -hmm. another piece of the project is that you know we can't just support these businesses with folks who are there nine to five. That if we have a population of people who are living there, that you know then uh, you know somebody who's looking to start a business may say, okay, well you know I know there's a couple hundred people living downtown in addition to the folks who are going to be here nine to five. Yeah. So yeah. 
So uh, before we wrap up here, you know, one of the main purposes of the podcast is to promote, promote good things and inspiring people that are going, or that inspiring people that are doing good things here in the region. Um, you guys certainly all fit that mold. Uh, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you guys want to promote? Um, going off the entrepreneurship that I was talking about earlier, uh, we met with Melissa Komar of the Redevelopment Authority, and she is just so positive about the area, and that's really like contagious. And she said something that I think, um, I don't know if she can say for certain, but she was very positive that Johnstown's going in a really great direction right now and that just made me feel really good and she's like i think it'll be okay in about five years so i don't know if i can like i don't know if she wants me to quote her on that but <laughs> i really happy if you quote her <laughs> but I, I really feel that in five years i do see the region being a place that isn't just okay but like yes i want to go back to johnstown because they finally are doing exactly what i want I think that's a good number to look at because when all of us were growing up, we were in middle school, this was sort of the town that everyone has the perception of right now. And there's so many people doing good things for the region. There's so many people trying to revitalize the region that once was, and now it is. And just seeing, just looking back the past five years from whenever I was in high school, there's so many new things that are in the downtown region, in the entire region as a whole that weren't there before. And whether it was something new, whether it was something that was repurposed, whether it was something that was just developed off of something else, it's just amazing to see how much progress we've made in such a short amount of time. And you just, you can just list things, like you have the downtown at Christmas time, you have cold tubing, you have all of these local businesses opening restaurants in the downtown region. There's so much that has happened in such a short amount of time. So who's to say that Melissa Comer isn't right? In five years, it's going to be even more of a change because we're just on an exponential slope that's only going up. Yeah, there's a lot of good things happening. Absolutely. Uh, and you guys are the next generation. So, uh, you know, hopefully some of you make your way back um, at some point in your lives to, uh, to help us continue to build on that. So uh, I want to thank you all for joining us here today. This was a, a good conversation, good discussion. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, certainly wish you well as you continue on, uh, both in the program and your academic careers. And Keisha, thank you for uh, joining us today. And thanks for the foundation support of the podcast and, and you guys coming out today. Yeah, good thank you for inviting us. We were all excited to be here and learned a lot about Allegheny's ahead from Katie when she visited with the interns. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody. And thank you for listening to the Allegheny's Ahead podcast.